Welcome to episode 84 on the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, it's all about probate. And many times things go on in life, such as death or maybe a change of hands in other ways, and the, the will or the title to the home is not quite clear. There's no legal definition for where that home should be going. At that point, you would need a probate. Today on the show, we have Colby Robertson, senior attorney with Graft and Walraven here to talk to us about the probate process in Oklahoma. From the middle of America, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show, covering local market data, news, and reports to arm you with information you need to empower your investing and strengthen your American rights. Top Realtor, investor, husband, father, and veteran. Here is your host, Landon Witt. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit okcrealestateshow.com. Now, for those that may not understand what probate is at all, what is probate and what's the process like in Oklahoma? So probate is the uh, legal transfer of property from a decedent to their beneficiaries. And um, the beneficiaries are determined either, one, if they did not have a will, our last will and testament, um, then by intestacy, which is the state of Oklahoma's estate plan for you that says where your assets will go, or in the event that they have a last will and testament, and it's called a testate probate, uh, where uh, the attorney helps the personal representative get the will admitted and the decedent's wishes uh, set forth there through the probate process. So for in layman's terms, it's a, it's a process in which you, you're, you don't have clear title to the property. And what would you say the most common uh, instances that, that, that probate is needed? So most often a probate is needed um, after the death of a loved one, um, particularly a parent um, or you'd be a natural heir to them. Um, you know, whether they left a will or not, uh, a child is an interested party. Um, when property does, is not held in joint tenancy with right of survivorship or does not have another type of beneficiary on it, such as a transfer on death deed or, or if it was in a revocable trust, if it doesn't have a place to go, probate is the process by which the court determines where that property will go. And uh, it's the process of clearing that title um, to get it into the names of the proper people. So then they can either own it outright or if they're choosing to sell it, um, get authority from the court to do so. So for most common situations, this would be uh, uh, someone that has a friend fam or a family member who has passed away and there was not a legal will stating that you would inherit the property. Maybe there's multiple brothers and sisters. Maybe there's multiple family members. Maybe there's a multiple spouse situation. You would need a probate at that point for the court to say, okay, here's where the property is going to be sent to. So that way you can then do whatever you want to do, whether it's move in the property or sell that property. Now, Chris, how long does probate generally take? Or excuse me, Colby. Uh, yeah, and, and even when there 
there is a will, uh, we still have to have the court uh, you know, determine that, that that will is valid and, and follow through that process. So outside of there being a revocable trust or a joint tenant with a will or without a will, it's going to go through probate. That process, um, most often for, for a full probate, if, if everyone is getting along and there's no family infighting or major creditor issues, takes about six months, um, five to six months at the very least. Um, but probates, they can go on for literally for years um, if, if there's problems with those. So the goal is, is that we generally get it done in about six months. But there is ways that you can get authority to sell the property out of the estate quicker than that, um, which is a thing I like to do with a lot of my clients, at least give them the option to do that because it's easier to sell property from the estate than it is to own, you know, a one third share in a, in a house with, with two of your siblings. So uh, there's a process by which we, if everyone's in agreement, we can get authority to sell the property out of the estate and split the proceeds. And that means that it wouldn't need to go through probate at that point, or that's just a, a process of getting the money from the house and then allowing the probate to continue and then dispersing the funds once the probate is done. The, the latter there, that we want to open the probate, and then if everyone's in agreement or we either have a buyer or we want to list it quickly, we can do what's called a 239 waiver, which allows all of the beneficiaries or the heirs at law to, to waive their uh, concerns with regard to that and allows the personal representative who is appointed by the court to go ahead and put this under contract. And that would that expedites the process so that we don't have to wait the full six months. We can do that within about um, a month to two months after death. There, that Once the process has started, um, we can go ahead and proceed with that if everybody wants to do that. So the key being everybody wanting to do that, I think that's a big, uh, when everybody's agreeing and everybody's on the same page, this process becomes a lot quicker. Um, so Colby, talk to me a little bit about what are the most common difficulties that we face with probate? Yeah, the most most common difficulties we face is just that it's a slow process. There is a, you know, like we talked about, six months is a lot of time for um, hurt feelings and, and wounds to fester and all these things that go on that just, you know, when families are have this family infighting that goes on, um, delays make that worse. And so some of those things, we, so we can fast track the sale of it, but we can't fast track the distribution of money. We have to go through the statutory process. So um, that's a common difficulty. Um, another common difficulty that we have is that um, each of the um, individuals, they may not agree with the way that things were done. They may have different interpretations as to what mom or dad said versus what was in writing and um, challenges that go along with that, which sometimes they will withhold their consent um, to doing that. So then it becomes a more difficult process to get property sold. Um, beyond that, um, if there's not a designation in the will, and it says uh, it goes equally to all my kids or, or property, you know, they don't have a will and it, it goes equally to the kids. Then after the probate's complete, um, you have children co-owning property. Um, and, and at that point in time, trying to get everyone to agree to what's going on and or a partition lawsuit after the probate's done to force a sale. All things which can be avoided and, and 
you know, in the best case scenario should be avoided. So. Hmm. And most of the avoiding of that is done before any of this goes down with either putting the property into a trust or having a clear defined will. Now, Colby, do you also write wills? I do. Yes. That, that's a focus area of mine um, mm-hmm. is in the estate planning. So I do a lot of trust planning and, as well as last wills and testament and other estate planning documents. And so my main goal is, is probate avoidance when we can or making the probate efficient whenever we have it. Um, not everyone's going to plan with the trust, but th- those who, who have the foresight want to avoid that process, that makes things a lot easier because then the, the, the property can be sold immediately without court intervention versus whenever we go to probate or if it's just a will, um, we have to have court approval to go through that process. Um, and then, you know, as you know, the, we talked about um, that this process does require an attorney. Um, it's not a legal requirement, but, it, but from a standpoint of clearing the title, because that's what a probate truly is. Um, if any of the hoops that you have to jump through to go through probate are not done correctly, if notice was not done properly or, or, the title attorney is going to find that when they do a title report on this property just prior to closing. And the, work, the number one thing you can do to kill a sale is that it does not have clear title. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hate to get down that far down the road and then have to go back and clean up something that was done during the probate. So it's really important that the probate attorney um, or the individual truly understand the process so that we can ensure that there's going to be clear title when it comes time for the sale to actually be consummated. Hmm. Many of you, especially on the investment side, you've bought distressed properties and and such before. You understand when we get to the closing table or we're trying to get to the closing table and there's a cloud on the title. Cloud is just simply some issue that is preventing clear ownership transfer. Now, if you buy with title insurance, your title insurance company will check the title out because they want to make sure they're they're insuring a title that they can have clear chain to or clear abstract to. So they're going to be going through with their title attorney uh, to make sure everything's good. That's the title attorney that Colby's been talking about. So when we get to the title company, they're checking in all the details. They're going to be looking through all the same things. So Colby's job is to prepare that title so by the time the title attorney is coming to taking a look at it. Everything's been in a row to where they, the probate process of it doesn't have any uh, liens on it. Now, talk to me just a minute. There's a process in probate where uh, you have to advertise to creditors. You have to advertise to people saying, here's this, this property that's going to be changing hands. Is there anybody else out there that maybe has a lien or, or something on that property? Uh, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, um, absolutely. So from the time that we filed the initial probate, the first hearing is set out about 30 days from there. And at that first hearing, we get the personal representative appointed. Um, So it's about a month in at that point in time. And once we have them appointed, we file what's called a notice to creditors. And that's what you're referring to there. That notice to creditors um, has to do two things. One has to be published in the newspaper and says, any creditors out there of this estate have two months to come forward to say um, that they are owed something by the decedent. And then also we have to mail copies of that to the known creditors. So 
If there's a mortgage on the property, we mail it to the mortgage company. If there's credit cards or anything else that's owed, we mail it to those individuals that we know that the deceit owed money to. Um, and, and yes, you're right. The, we have to go through that process so that those people, if they make a proper creditor claim, they can be paid either from the proceeds of the estate or the proceeds of the sale. And so that, that would be the way that that would uh, go through. But they, it is a public process that, that is done out. Uh, and that's another part of the clearing of the title that that gets done correctly. You know, my favorite judge, um, my favorite probate judge, he always says, we just do everything we do to, to appease the title attorneys. You know, and so that's that's essentially what, what we're doing when we're doing the probate process. So the title attorney is probably our next interview then. That's what it sounds like. So they, there's some nice people. They, they definitely are sticklers for uh, each little piece of it. So it can be frustrating from a transactional attorney. If, if the title attorney doesn't do their job correctly, though, their their title insurance company behind them is pretty mad at them, I would imagine. Absolutely. Yes. So that's that's a big responsibility. Now, some of you are watching and you're going, Colby, I I can't pay the mortgage. My my mom's died. My dad's passed on and they had a mortgage out in their name. I can't afford this mortgage. The home's got equity in it, but I can't afford to pay the 800, 900. Maybe it's two thousand dollar a month mortgage payment. What are we doing about that? Yeah. Um, once we get, you know, that there's this period of time from the time of death until we get appointed as personal representative where things are kind of cloudy. And so um, I like to start the process as quickly as we can, because there's that about that month time but from the time we file until we get you appointed as personal representative. The letters of representation, the letters of administration um, are kind of your key to the kingdom. They, they allow you to access the information because the, the mortgage company is not going to talk to you as a child. They're not going to give you details, but they will talk to you as a personal representative. Mm -hmm. So at that point in time, once we get you appointed, so let's just say it's 30 days out, the mortgage isn't too, fa too far past due at that point in time. And you can talk to them so that they can make um, some concessions or they will work out a deal and let them know that it's subject to a probate. Mortgage companies don't want to foreclose either. You know, they, mm -hmm. they want to just continue getting paid and, if we get to the point where you get appointed and there is cash available in the bank accounts and such, then you can continue to pay it out of there with, with the court approval um, or work out a deal as to tell the mortgage company that, hey, we're, we're listing the property. We're going to try to get it sold as quickly as possible. There's equity and we'll get you paid off. You know, And so um, the key thing is getting appointed as a personal representative so you can have access to work on behalf of the estate to work a deal. So what it sounds like is, you know, we all know foreclosure is an expensive process. Nobody wants to try to foreclose, bring, get the property back, and then the bank has to sell it off. And in, in, in all the case, take the liability the whole time for that. So if you don't have the funds to pay the mortgage, don't run from it, right? You, the first step is be, be considered a, an interest, interest to the party, right? And, and you mentioned a specific term for, for being awarded that account holder. And then you, can, then you can contact the mortgage company and negotiate at that point saying, this property's under probate. Our intentions are to sell this property, I'm assuming. And, and we're, gonna, we're gonna sell this property. We, we are waiting for the legal right to sell this property. Now, I would assume that the 239 waiver at that point would matter a lot to the mortgage company if you said we're applying for the 239 waiver 
and we want to get this property on the market now, do they care? Does that make a difference to a mortgage company? They want to know what's going on with the process. Has it been filed? They want to know um, if the plan is to sell it. And, and yes, if we can go to them and say, hey, you know, we have all of our ducks in a row and we're going to have authority from the court to sell this property within two months, they'll usually hold off for a bit, you know, and they, they, they don't want to, or, the, or they will, you know, sometimes they'll go ahead and file to start their clock, trying to hold our feet to the fire, mm -hmm. which is fine, but um, they'll back off of that once we have a, approval or we have a contract. Um, and so that's, that's where that 239 waiver does come in, you know, they're more flexible for two months than they are for six, you know. Right. So, uh, <laughs> sure. So the key is don't delay. As soon as this stuff starts happening, it can be a very emotional time. I mean, death and, and these will situations or lack of will situations uh, can carry a lot of emotions with them. And so in the midst, no one wants to worry about finances when you're grieving. However, time can be very sensitive during this, this part. So getting that process started now versus later may be the difference in whether your property actually forecloses before you can finish this process if money becomes tight. Or it could be the difference between you having to pay a second mortgage. Uh, you know, you may have your home and then now you've got to pay mom and dad's old mortgage for six months to a year while you're waiting for this thing to go through court. So it's important now for anyone that's got, uh, you know, you may have kids yourself and you're thinking, well, gosh, I don't want them to have to go through this process. That's now reaching out to Colby and saying, we would like to plan our estate and make sure our will's written in such a way to where they don't have to go through this hassle when everything's said and done. There's vehicles like trusts and, and uh, you know, wills that can be prepared to where this is not a process that they have to go through. Now, we've only got a couple minutes left and, uh, and we've got to end here, but an important question that gets kind of wrapped up into this is insurance. So if somebody has life insurance, how does that typically go in to help some of these debts get paid off? If there's a mortgage owed, would the life insurance pay that mortgage off and then the heir to that home could then just live in it mortgage-free? How does that work? So the, the beneficiary on the life insurance contract is gonna be the controlling um, piece of this. So most often that beneficiary is not necessarily tied to the mortgage, it's tied to the individual. Um, and so, and that passes outside of probate, which is a good thing because they can cut a check pretty quickly over to the beneficiary of that. That can usually keep those beneficiaries kind of afloat to pay those bills. And, and then you can make a determination of, do we want to make monthly payments until this is over or until we get it sold? Or do we want to pay off the mortgage? Um, that becomes kind of a math and a financial equation most often uh, we tell our, our, our surviving spouses or children, hey, let's not go you know, dump all this life insurance money to pay off a mortgage immediately. Let's take a long-term view at this and, and you know, get you with the financial advisor who can help you process this. Because if you're paying 3% on a mortgage and you could be making X percent um, on a conservative market, um, you, know, you might be better off doing that than just paying it off immediately. So some considerations there, but, but it does help to keep them afloat during that um, probate period or until we can get the house under contract. 
Excellent. And also the life insurance policy, because it's a different beneficiary, if there was to be some outstanding debt or credit and that kind of thing, they're not able to seize that life insurance policy generally, right? Correct. Yeah, that passes outside probate. So the, the creditors that we talked about, the notice of creditors, mm-hmm. is of the uh, estate assets. Um, and so it comes into the estate. They have to make a proper claim. Um, depending on the type of debt that it is, some some of them will make a, a creditor's claim and will be happy to entertain those and pay those rightfully owed debts. Others, um, you know, some some credit card companies will choose not to do a creditor's claim because they have a lost, you know, level that they're, they're accepting. So they will pursue other methods. And so that's, then it's up to the PR whether they want to pay off those debts or not if, they, if the credit card company chooses not to pursue it legally. Well, Colby, you've been a great help today. Is there any tips you would you would apply or, or just even something to help somebody get through this process? What kind of advice would you offer them if, if something's just happened now? What 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 piece of advice do you have for them? Sure. Uh, you know, I think one is, is ahead of time um, plan and kind of figure out and know where you stand. And so that way, you know what plan you have in place and what would happen for your children. And then two, if, if you are that child who, uh, you know, you're in this position now, is reach out to a qualified probate and estate planning attorney just so that you can work with someone who does this on a regular basis, um, who understands the nuances of it and can give you good advice. Um, so working with them um, and visit sooner than later, um, you know, my goal is to make this process as painless as possible for my clients and let them grieve, let them go through the mourning process and all that, while also starting the clock so that we can handle business. But most of it would be on me. That's why you hire a professional to do that so that you can um, go about your other rest of your life. You've been listening to Colby Robertson, who's a local estate attorney here in Oklahoma City. His information is going to be right down below in the description on this video. If you click down, you can see the description and get his contact information there if you are struggling with these issues. Um, And listen, this is something that affects every single one of us. When we're passing on to the next life, we don't get to bring anything with us. No matter what religion you believe, you're not bringing anything with you from this life. So you need to make sure that you have the right paperwork in line to make sure you can take off the burden off the off the family that you're leaving behind. So uh, you can do that by estate planning now. And if you've already gone through the process and it's too late and you are a surviving member of a family that's got estates, your first call needs to be an estate attorney. Thanks for watching the show today. For more local market information, you can visit okcrealestateshow.com. You can also call us or email us at the information down below. Thanks for watching. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit okcrealestateshow.com.